Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of We Speak Dispatch. Today, we're going to be talking about foot chases and car chases and the challenges and ramifications that these may have for 911 dispatchers. Joining us today is Doug. Hello, Doug. Glenna. Hello. Hello, Glenna. <laughs> hello. And Leslie. Hello, Leslie. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah, so an excellent <laughs> panel. One of the interesting things about We Speak Dispatch, and I just want to throw it out at the beginning, is we are now on Apple Podcast as well as other podcast platforms. So yes. uh, if you want to join us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter, We Speak Dispatch, and we're also on a couple podcast platforms as well. So if you want have a 15-minute commute to your work, throw us on there. Well, that's there right. It's You're like on a break. Activity. Yeah. Go to the break room. Take a listen. Well, yes. There you go. You need Hopefully. to laugh. I'm on board. <laughs> listen. And I'm going to unplug my headphones here, so we'll see how this goes. Oh, I'm like, what's he doing? <laughs> like, there we go. There. Now I got the music to work, and now I don't have any headphones, so uh, we're rocking and rolling. So we're going to get back on track today Woo. with car chases and foot chases. And I always like to, when I host the episode, ask the panelists just a, a question to get the discussion started. <laughs> When you were dispatching or currently are dispatching, which one do you think was harder to be successful at, a car chase or a foot chase? Oh, Glenn, oh foot I'll chase. Definitely for me. Yeah, a foot, foot chase. Foot chase. Yeah. 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 I mean, think about it. With a, with a foot chase, so back in the day, we didn't have GPS. But even now, they get out of their car. Most agencies don't have a GPS physically on the officer. You know, at least with a vehicle pursuit, you have the GPS, you have a map, you can anticipate, oh, I, I'm turning westbound on an unknown street. You got a map that gives you the name of it, mm -hmm. but I'm running through the alley. I jumped over a fence. It, great. I have no idea where you are. It's yeah. definitely foot chases are hard. Leslie, yeah. you said foot chase as well. You want to expand upon that a little further? Yeah, just a little bit, uh, kind of what Glenn is talking about is, uh, you know, with, for those agencies in mind is one of them that has alleys and you know, they'll, they'll call out a, you know, a ped check. I'm in the North South alley between C and D between number six and seven. Oh, okay. Well, I know where that is, but when they're running, oh, so yeah, that's, that's hard. What about you, Doug? Let me guess, Doug, state guy. with <laughs> Well, guy. admittedly, my agency does long pursuits. I mean, we do long that's pursuits. That's what we're good at. We do that kind of thing. But I will tell you, I've had some serious foot chases um that really caused some problems because our radio system was designed to go long distances because we're such a it goes all over the state of california so it's a huge long distance radio but it's not good in a city and we had a pursuit that ended with a car crash and the guy took off and the officer was right behind him the guy turns and fires the officer officers firing back they're shooting at each other but his radio did not work because it was in a city and it was totally dead we couldn't hear nothing the only way we found out was citizens calling in 911 yeah. saying we were shootings, and we're like, it's got to be the same thing. So I think they both come with such different things that it's, it's a mess sometimes. Yeah, and yeah, for yeah. me personally, I always thought foot chases were a little bit harder just from a perspective of understanding the law enforcement official calling out the traffic because sometimes they would either cut themselves off or it's you're running full speed and it's very hard to talk into the microphone at the same time. I can 
relate to what they're trying to do. And from a dispatch perspective, it's understanding and also trying to leave the radio channel open so that they needed to say something else while also trying to get them back up. And mm -hmm. it's a uh, interesting uh, topic for a foot chase. Whereas once you get the primary, secondary, how many cars you allow into a car or car chase right. uh, li lined up, then it just kind of becomes a listening thing. But let's talk about car chases one second since we talked about foot chases. When you're the dispatcher working your car chase, should you parrot back every radio transmission that the car says during the car chase or should you just monitor and listen? Well, I will tell you because of our radio system, <laughs> yeah. we have to parrot back because they can't, not, they can't hear each other. We don't have true simulcast like some cities have because of our long distance. We're going hundreds of miles out in the middle of the desert. There is no repeaters. So we have to, to say back what they're saying so the other units can hear where they actually are. So really, so, yeah. really, so they can't hear each other Talk on Only the in certain parts of California where they have true simulcast, okay. um, the Inland Empire, places like that. But if you get out to the desert area, in the middle of the desert, going to Vegas, there is no simulcast. They cannot hear each other. So once oh. you get out of a certain range, you're you're the repeater. You hear us. That's it. And that's that can be. Let me just give a quick little story because. Uh, we used to have this as a thing where they had to type along at academies where they were academy. They had to type along to the pursuit they were playing on the tape. And it was usually a pursuit they had from a while ago. And so I, I was standing in the class where they were doing this type along for all these brand new dispatchers. And I heard the dispatcher on the tape, absolutely losing it. This guy, this thing is northbound, exited the freeway, got back southbound, got off the freeway again, all these things, terrible. And he's just absolutely losing his mind. He's just, oh, my God, northbound, south. Now, now he's – and I'm like, holy cow. So I asked the people that were playing this tape, where'd you guys get it? And they oh, said, that's oh, you, Doug. Don't you sounds, remember that guy? Yeah, they said, that guy sounds crazy, doesn't he? And then I realized, oh, my God, it's me. But it it's was not, you. No. It was me from 1992. So I was very new and very – I got myself lost in it. Yeah. So I was, like, yelling at the officer, northbound. And they're like, we know. No, we're not. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, that's funny. So, <laughs> Leslie, do you guys, do you guys repeat Leslie at your agency? Um, we repeat some things. We don't repeat everything. Yeah. Um, so locations and things like that. Yes, we'll repeat. Sometimes, if they're talking about they're throwing evidence out of the car, shots fired, we'll repeat that. But for the most part, we try to stay off the air, especially as it's kind of coming to its conclusion because we know that it could go sideways really quickly. Um, so I wouldn't say we repeat everything, but we repeat most things. Interesting. Yeah. And then another question for you, and Glenn, I'm going to come to you. Do you guys sign off on a trainee to count as a body before they've physically had a car chase and foot chase just because you've covered it? Or do they have to have one first before you sign off on them? I am the perfect person to ask. True story. <laughs> I was seven years into dispatching, seven years, four trainees passed before I got a vehicle pursuit, seven years. Wow. And I, I not, Southern California, hello, we're kind of famous for vehicle pursuits. It was seven years before I got a pursuit. So yeah, they do sign them out of training. Otherwise, <laughs> they would have been seven years before I got out. We did uh, simulations. Um, and thank goodness I had so many foot pursuits. Um, that when I finally did get a vehicle pursuit, it was just, it, I was so happy. You could hear it in my voice as, as we were dispatching. Um, so yeah, we'll sign them out because 
you have to be able to fall to the level of your training anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even if you don't get per se a vehicle pursuit, as long as you can show that you can adapt to a situation, then we're comfortable getting them out of, of training for that. Yes. Hey, Doug, and Doug, how do you train somebody that is in training that hasn't had one so that you sign off on them? You're confident they'll succeed when one of those happens. What we are some things you can of, do? We do a lot of scenarios with them. We let them hear tapes of pursuits that happened in the past because you can kind of, um, you know, not Monday morning quarterback, but you can listen to the pursuit and say, maybe they should have said this or these things or did whatever. And it's, it's just that constant, like building that foundation with somebody to say, if this happens, you got to be ready. Because we know that my agency chased everybody. It was just a big <laughs> thing. And we went, <laughs> we went all over the place. It wouldn't stop. And a lot of agencies in the areas I've worked did not chase people. They were had a no chase right. policy, so they wouldn't do it. So they would call us and say, we're just tailing. Can you take it? <laughs> yeah. And then our policy is you can't follow if we take it. If yep. you follow we won't stay in the taking over or yeah so yeah that was a lot of back and forth on our radio frequency yeah. is if we got up on the freeway and the officer said notify chp i knew or whatever agency i worked for good one Leslie. Whatever, <laughs> whatever state agency you work for whatever in california but, you know notified this agency and i knew we don't just notify them because their very first question is going to yeah. be are you want taking... us to take it over. Well, and our dispatchers are trained in, to say that. If an agency calls and says, we're chasing somebody, can you take it? We ask them right away, are you going to get out of it? If we get in, you have to get out. You can't stay in. And, and a lot of agencies that? don't want to do it. Why is that? Because we, here's the thing. I hate to say it like this, but we specialize in pursuits. We do it really well. So we don't want another agency thinking, hey, I can cowboy this thing and pit the car. It's like, no, stay out. We know we're going to have three in the pursuit. We usually have a helicopter overhead or an airplane or whatever. It's mm -hmm. like, we have this stuff. We don't need you to be in. I've had agencies that refuse to get out of a pursuit and yes. were out of communication with their agent, with their home agency. They were so far out that they were calling on like different channels, trying to get a hold of somebody. We could hear them, but we couldn't talk to them. We didn't have that capability back then. But we, they went and ended up calling 911 and telling us we're the lead agency in this thing and we're not getting out. It's like, well, well, then we are. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know this question may be um, a best answer and sometimes what you have to make do, uh, but how is it that your agency, you're the lead agency uh, and your agency is going into another jurisdiction? Mm. What radio channel does the chase stay on and how do you contact that other agency? Is it by radio, by phone or by teletype? Oh, that's a good question. Does anybody have teletype so, anymore? Or, or through your, <laughs> through your uh, state that you work in, NCIC system. Yeah. We still call it teletype, but yeah. it probably needs a new, a new name. But uh, through your state agency, NCIC, send a message type we, we usually fax somebody. And, uh, you know. Oh, goodness, Doug. <laughs> you know, for our agency, um, if we go into another jurisdiction, uh, we still maintain control of the pursuit. We listen to the surrounding agencies that are around us. And so nine times out of 10, they know that we're coming into their city. We also have an intercom where we can just say, you know, my agency to your agency, hey, we're coming into your city. Do you need help? Yes, we need help. And, and then everybody's monitoring so everybody can hear it. But I want to I wanna just touch on real quick. I once had a, a detectives call us mm. when they were in a different city 
and I won't say the city, but this dispatcher probably saved my detective's life. I had no idea where these guys were, and I had a call taker that was on the phone with them when shots were fired. And they told the dispatcher, oh, we're on so-and-so street. Okay, now we're making a left and we're going down this alley and we don't know where we are. And then all of a sudden you hear screaming and shots fired and then like foot, feet, foot running, feet running. So I called that agency and I said, hey, I told you we were out here. We don't know where we are. The dispatcher had me repeat the radio traffic and he knew exactly where my ad detectives were. Got him help, got them help code three. They had uh, officers from that agency there within maybe 35, 40 seconds. Wow, that's So don't awesome. ever discount the help from your neighboring agencies. Yeah. I have no idea where those guys were. Absolutely. And then one of the last questions on this podcast that I want to talk about and anybody can answer it. And Leslie, we'll just start with you. Have you ever had a foot chase or car chase get played on the news and make either local oh. news or national news? Um, I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever heard my voice over the radio or on the news. Um, I know my agency has been involved in some things, but for me personally, no. Thank goodness. No. <laughs> yes. Glenna, what about you? You got a national or local story? No, no, thank goodness. <laughs> you always try, because, you know, when, when I train and I train in other agencies, I always say, our goal is to stay off the news. <laughs> yeah. So, and so far I've met that goal. <laughs> before, we go, before we go to Doug, yeah. <laughs> because his, his is just incredible and I want him to have the last say in this. <laughs> Usually I go last, Doug, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off real quick. Uh, mine comes from a previous agency that I worked at. I didn't fulfill the role of dispatcher. I was the manager at the time. I was retaking emergency medical dispatch, not because I failed the test, but because my ex I had expired and lapsed, so I had to take the test again. Sounds like a true story. <laughs> it is. And I get a page. I was still carrying an alpha pager at the time, so I get the page. You need to report to work. We've just had a double murder in the um, middle of the street, middle of the 4.30ish um, in the afternoon, and the car chase led all the way through town. Uh, deputies shot at the vehicle. And the vehicle continued to lead us on a really long chase, crashed, it, it kind of crash-ish parked um, <laughs> on the property of a school property as the teachers were going home for the night. So then oh the school God, went gosh. into lockdown. And it was a really wild event uh, that there were two victims from it, but the suspect was arrested and apprehended after a long standoff in the car with translators mm. and a second uh, language and everything else. And... I was going as quickly as I could back to the 911 center. The event was still going on. And so I got to tell this whole story to the local news. And they said, well, what is it that you did? And I said, I came in. I immediately checked on our dispatchers. I got them a whole bunch of water, made sure they were taken care of. And then I went into everything else I did of documenting the evidence, making sure we were fully staffed, making sure they got, you know, uh, the credit they deserved and everything else. And I did a whole bunch of things, and the only thing the paper wrote was <laughs> manager McCarville showed up and got his employees water. So um, <laughs> wow. officially, my Nicely local done. Yes, thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> my local news story from car chases or foot chases so far is that I am the water boy. You're the water <laughs> boy. <laughs> there we go. So Doug, uh, go ahead and take us away on this uh, well, local or national I, news story. I got a couple. Uh, one of them that I that just uh, fish tailing up what you just said. I was working during a major snowstorm in our mountains. I mean, major, 300 cars in the snow. It was a mess. Media calls me, this is a long time ago before I understood what I was saying. Media calls me and says, <laughs> what was going on the mountain? I said, oh my God, it's the weirdest thing ever. I have never seen anything like this. In the paper the next day, 
my agency, it said my agency spokesperson, Doug Showall, just said this. And it oh. said, it's weird out there. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I came to work, and my chief was sitting in my office. And he's like, did you see the paper? I'm like, no. And he goes, look at it. So he plays it on my desk. And I'm like, oh, God. And he goes, don't ever say things like that to the media. So I learned. I learned yeah. a long time ago. So yeah. as far as pursuits go, I've been involved in a lot of them. We've had some make the news pretty big out there. One night that I was working, well, two nights. One night I was working when Rodney King was being chased by our agency and his white Hyundai and all that stuff. But it was so common for us to get pursuits. It was not a big deal, but you saw what happened as a result of that with the riots right. in LA and all that stuff. The other one I was involved with, and I still have a picture of it, is this here. This is OJ. OJ and his Bronco. <laughs> I was working like that night when it all started and coming from Orange County, and I saw just absolute madness going on in the comm center, just it really? was just a lot of yelling and a lot of, oh, my God, where is he? And it's like, we all know he's going to Rockingham. So it's like, I luckily was working the radio near the other radio. It was East L.A. And the East L.A. radio did not have any part of O.J. But every one of my sergeants was in his car going, is he here? Is he in this area? Where is he? I'm like, no, where is he at? Where is he? And I'm like, he's not even close to us. He's on the 405. He's way over there. So yeah. it was just a really crazy night because I was taking 911 calls while working the radio. And people are calling in saying, let OJ go. And I'm like, I think he's a murderer. <laughs> no. He may be. I don't know. He may be. <laughs> so as this episode, oops, sorry, Doug, as this episode wraps up and I want to give our new people as well as our trainer dispatchers something to take away from this episode. So if you're speaking to a trainee or a trainer in one sentence, tell them something to remember about foot chases and car chases. Leslie, we'll start with you that it's going to be chaotic and you are going to get through it. Yeah. Rely on the team around you. Awesome. Ooh, Lena, go ahead. Um, what Leslie said? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you, need, you need to trust, you need to trust the process. You need to trust that everybody knows what they're doing and you need to play your part in it. You need to mm -hmm. fall to the level of your training mm -hmm. and, and, and fulfill your role. You can't do it all. If you're a solo dispatcher, you still got the officer out there that has to give you the information. So you're part of a team. Make sure that you remember that. Mm -hmm. And Doug, what do you got for him? I, I would say the biggest thing for me that I always tell people is try to stay calm. Mm -hmm. Calm yourself because you'll see dispatchers staring over their keyboard, shaking, and it's like you've got to stay calm. And even in the midst of craziness, try to focus on hold on, take a deep breath, mm -hmm. focus through that thing. It's, and that'll get you through this stuff. I've learned that after yelling at officers on the other thing. <laughs> and I, I always end with there's a different sizes of PSAPs out there, whether it be a solo dispatcher or whether it be a team of dispatchers. But even for the solo dispatchers, I tell them you're not alone because there's other people on the other side of the radio that are listening. Mm -hmm. and, you, and unless it's just one deputy or maybe one trooper that's working, it is just the two of you. But if there's more than one deputy or trooper, maybe the other deputy or trooper heard what was said and can also assist you. So remember, sure. right. in most instances, you're not okay. alone. And yep. lastly, I would say document, document, document. The more you type in the call for service. <laughs> and that's the uh, supervisor. The be, yeah, the easier it's gonna be for the uh, officer writing their report, whether it be, um, you know, detaining a traffic signal or speeding and whatever they tell you, uh, make sure you document as much as you can in that call for service. That's right. Even if you're not echoing it back, like you were talking about before, put it in the call. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Put and it in the call. That's been our episode on foot chases and cars.
foot chases and car chases from Facebook <laughs> Dispatch. As a reminder, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also available on several different podcast platforms at We Speak Dispatch. If you would like to be on a future episode, don't forget to email us at WeSpeakDispatch at gmail.com. We would love to have you on on a future episode. Please like, please comment, and please share our episode so that these reach all 911 dispatchers across Amen. the United States. And thank you, 911, for what you do. Have a great night. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great one.